So let's open up in a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Gracious Father God, we come before you this morning, Lord God, and we submit ourselves, we commit ourselves, this class to you, Lord, at this time, Lord. And Father, we, we ask, Lord God, that you would be with our sister Cynthia, dear Lord. Lord, whatever happened to her, Lord, you already know. Uh, and we just ask that you would be her physician, her caretaker, dear Lord, in this time as she goes to a different hospital with different doctors, dear Lord, where she's at. And we just ask your healing touch on, on her body, dear Lord, that she would be released and able to go to her own doctor, Lord, just as a follow-up, be with her family as, uh, you know, they're, they're far enough away, Lord, that I'm sure all kinds of things they're worrying about, just uh, that your comfort would be with them, Lord God, and, and just your protection as they, uh, as I guess they're going to drive down there, that you would just uh, be with them and get them there safely, Lord God. Uh, Father, we pray for the women as they come back today, Lord. Pray, Lord God, that, uh, again, relationships were strengthened, but most of all, their relationship with you uh, has been reinforced, has been, uh, is growing, Lord God, that uh, women are being challenged, Lord God, to uh, surrender to you, Lord God, and to uh, submit themselves to you, dear Lord. And, and that's what we do here today in this class, Lord God. We, we submit ourselves to your word. I pray, Lord God, that... Uh, you give me a clarity of voice that it would be you speaking through me. Lord, as I uh, want to share, Lord, what you've shown me, what I've learned, and that this time would bring you honor and glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, so today we're going to be in Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 and 20, better known as what? The Great Commission. The Great Commission. Now, the Great Commission was Jesus' final instructions recorded in the book of Matthew. So, I hope we're all there. Matthew writes in verse 19 and 20, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Now, what is the command? All right, exempt from this are the teachers. All right? What, when you look at that verse, look at it in your Bible, what is the command that Jesus gives there? Anyone? What's that? Teach. Well, it's multifaceted. From there, there's more. There's more. What more? How much more? DJ. Um, the command that Jesus gave originally was love one another as I have loved you. But this one is mm-hmm. make disciples. Mm-hmm. That's right. It's those two things. Make, make disciples and teach. That's what we want to focus on. But like Pastor said, it is multifaceted. For the sake of the class, I just want us to focus on the making disciples and the teaching part of it. You could probably have a whole... I don't know how many weeks on this, really, uh, to spend the time. So that we have one week, I just want to focus on that. The command given is to make disciples, what does he say, of all nations, right? Which would require the work of missions and evangelism, if we, if we read that. And it's go. What's that? And it's go. The command also includes baptizing and teaching, 
which requires the need for and work of a local body, of the local church. So it's not just, it is multifaceted. It's not just go and evangelize or go and share, go and proclaim, but it also involves the church. I think primarily that's what we're looking at. We see in, in verse 19, go therefore. So what do we learn about therefore? What's the therefore? Therefore, what is verse 18? We'll back up to verse 18. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. And then verse 19, therefore, go. We have to, really, we have to keep in mind, again, that all authority, Jesus is talking about all authority has been given him. He has been given the power to act. He has been given jurisdiction uh, at this time by his Father. He is sovereign. He's basically saying, because I have jurisdiction, I am charging you. I am commanding you. I am your authority. So I'm telling you what to do. Because I have sovereign power, submit and humble yourselves by obeying what I am about to command you. The disciple is committed to Jesus Christ. The disciple loves him, and the disciple has a desire to follow and obey Christ. Amen? That's what a disciple is. Jesus received his authority again from whom? From God. Right. We receive authority by the Holy Spirit through the Word of God. So, therefore, authority, the power to act, has been given to us, the church. To do what? What Jesus says here, to make disciples. Okay? Making disciples, he says again, of all nations. Now, what that word nations, it speaks of all peoples, all ethnic groups. So we can take it to say that it's not just the Jew here, but it's the Gentile. He's talking about everyone. All peoples, all groups. It's not nation like a country. When the Bible speaks of the country, it refers to it as the land. All right? Nations here is a people, okay, which are in a land. Which is why Jesus said, go. All right? So, to make disciples of all nations does require people to leave where they are. If we're going to go, if the church is going to go to all ethnic groups, all peoples, right? We're, we're going to go outside of where we're planted. Amen? Maybe we won't have missionaries come out of our church. We hope that they do, that they, there would be. But we can always partner, like we do now, with missionaries to do that. But in the making of disciples, Jesus really here is speaking about duplication. Right? About duplication. Which includes evangelism. Again, that, again, that word, multifaceted, multilayered, it's all, it's all comes together. Turn in your Bibles to uh, Romans 10. Again, familiar passage. Romans 10, 
verse 14, it says, But how can they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how can they believe without hearing about him? And how can they hear without a preacher, without a heralder, without a proclaimer? So there has to be someone heralding. There has to be someone proclaiming. Luke, in the Gospel of Luke, we see this, this same account that in Matthew is recorded this way in Luke 24, beginning in verse 45. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. And he said to them, Thus it is written, that the Christ should suffer, and on the third day rise from the dead. And that repentance and forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. And behold, I am sending the promise of my Father upon you. But stay in the city until... You, have, you are clothed with the power from on high. So we see they're told to lead. In verse 47, proclaim. The, the word there is uh, kiriso, which means to preach or to announce. To announce what? Right in that passage. Repentance and forgiveness of sins. We do that here at Bible Baptist, right? And everything we teach in the Sunday school, from the pulpit, constantly going back to that. Repentance. And forgiveness of sin. That is how salvation comes. And we see that repentance and forgiveness of sins is what he says there. That is what we are to proclaim. And we proclaim it, it says, he says, in his name. Right? In his power. His authority. Why? Back then, you're proclaiming this in the name of Christ. Is that the guy that they said rose from the dead? Is that the guy who proclaimed to be the, the son of God? And the same thing today. It's in his authority, it's in his power that we proclaim. We proclaim it in the name of Christ, the one who has power and authority over everything, even death. And this is what he's saying to do. Repent and have forgiveness of sins. Alright? What Jesus is talking about Again, the commission, the command, like I said before, is, is, a dupl- is, is duplication. Jesus is saying, he's basically saying to them, you know, because this is after the resurrection, right? Before the ascension. He's saying, basically, do what I've been doing with you. This is what I've been doing with my time with you. A disciple is to also be a disciple maker. It's not one-sided. It's not just that we, we come and we get poured into. We have to grow into being a disciple maker. First a disciple is one who puts their faith in Christ, right? By being baptized. And we all, we all know that, that baptism is for the believer. Baptism is something we're commanded to do. It's done by immersion. And it is a public proclamation of belief in the finished work of Jesus Christ. And we're also imitating what Jesus did. Because Jesus was baptized. Right? And this, this really would be a, a new convert's first act of obedience. Would be to follow in the waters of baptism. Right? To be a public profession. Right? Because, what did we say before? A disciple obeys. Right? And we, we know that a, a disciple is one who follows. So, so also a disciple is a follower. 
A disciple is a learner, all right? Uh, back uh, in biblical time, all right? A disciple, someone who would follow a rabbi, follow a teacher, you were always with them, eating with them, spending time with them, having personal time with them, face-to-face time, and that's true today too. Spending time, learning, but not only learning, but doing. It's important. And then eventually being able to do the same for other people. Right? We're, we're, we're to make disciples to make disciples, if that makes sense. Right? So the disciple is to be, as a disciple, we all should be following someone as that person right, follows Christ. Yes, we follow Christ, but on a personal level, we're talking about in the local church, all right, in order that we become imitators of Christ, like Paul said in 1 Corinthians, be imitators of me, right, as I am of Christ. So we want to make sure that we're, we're observing someone. When I say following, it's not like we're worshiping them, right? But we observe what they do. A lot of times, God might show, I know He does with me, where, where I am weak, he shows me people that are strong in that area and, and, and how I can grow in that area. And they're an example. Oh, that's, oh, oh, that's, that's how I speak kindly. <laughs> you know? Or, or one time I, had the, I actually had the previous pastor actually tell, he just told me bluntly. He says, you know, Len, sometimes you're just a little too curt. I said, okay. You know? So, so this is how we learn. People telling us, us observing people. All right, and, 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 and seeing how they live. Right? Paul, a disciple of Christ, right? he pleads for the church to imitate him, but as he imitates Jesus. Right? Us parents, right? we want our kids to imitate us as we imitate the Lord, not the other stuff. Unfortunately, a lot of times we see the other stuff, you know, but then when we see the good stuff, we know it's not anything we did, it's by God's grace. All right? And we praise him for it, that we see that good stuff in them. But we can also praise Him for that bad stuff. Right? Because that, that reinforces that I am a disciple maker of my children and I need to be, you know, a good ambassador, a good imitator uh, for them. John fourteen nine says, Jesus says, whoever has seen me, right, has seen the Father. Right? Jesus, God incarnate, in His human form, followed imitated, can we say is, he was like a disciple of the Father? He was his ambassador. He was God's representation on earth. Again, he was God. I get it. But just for the example, to imitate him. And, you know, that's the command in Matthew 28, 20. It's to make disciples, but also inclusive in that. It says to, if you, if you go back to Matthew 28, 20, Jesus says, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you, and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. So teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. In other words, do with people what I have done with you. A disciple is one who desires to do the Lord's will and obeys Him. John 14, 15, Jesus said, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. Alright? Now, 
my desire, my, my want has to be for what Jesus wants. That's for, as a disciple. I have to want what the Lord wants. And this was the desire or the, the will of our Lord Jesus, wasn't it? We see it, we see it throughout Scripture. We're familiar with you know, the, the garden. Again, this is... <laughs> have this capacity, but again, Lord, not my will, but thine be done. And we see in John 14, 15, uh, excuse me, John 4, 34, Jesus says, my food, my, or my nourishment to do the will of him is to do the will of him who sent me. Right? That which sustains me. Alright? That is, that is the picture of a disciple. Right? Matthew 4, 4, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. That has to be my desire. Greater than my physical sustain, sustaining my physical being has to be my desire to worship and do the will of God. Right? Because if, if, we, if we do that, everything else takes care of itself. Again, not with its own trials and tribulations. We know that. But we know if we put God first, it makes life that much easier. So, teaching to observe, teaching that word, you know, instructing, it involves teaching God's word. And if I can say this, it also, even within the church, talk about teaching the gospel, but what if there's a wrong gospel? It's our responsibility as a church to correct those people. Now, of course, you don't barge in and say what you're doing is wrong. But you know, I, I, I you know, pray for Dom. He's 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 challenged in a sense. He's not challenged in what he believes in, but he's challenged in how to talk to some people that have maybe different, a little different belief system, okay, and and, and a biblical doctrine and stuff like that. So, you know, I just try and and and, and encourage him. You know. Uh, Maybe don't say anything, first of all, unless God leads you. And, 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 because and, He's going to give you the words. And, and secondly, unless they ask you directly, then you have to be honest. Then you have to... So he, He's been doing that. And there hasn't been any, uh, anything argumentative. It's, it's a challenge to both sides. And what He's been doing is saying, okay, show me, you know, what you're saying, show me in Scripture where you, where you get that. Because that's, when I, that's how I base my belief and how I try to live. And, and, and I can show you. So he said, some do, most don't. You know, because, but whatever. A bunch of reasons. But, again, it's, it's, it's our responsibility to teach a right gospel and, and to come alongside brothers and sisters that may have a wrong gospel. And John preached on that a uh, a while ago, not, not too long ago. And, and, and again, if, if the whole Bible points to Jesus Christ. So you, you, you say one thing out of whack with that, it's, it's the wrong gospel. Right? It's by grace alone, by faith alone. So all that has to line up. Anything other than that is a false gospel. So teaching, you know, teaching also, it says to observe, to observe, that people would observe. So people... You know, can come to know who God is and what He's done and what He's will do. Again, that's that's what we try and do here. Uh, 
plenty of other churches do the same. Not, not, not probably less than we'd like, but that's what we try and do. Teaching also correct doctrine. Understanding the will of God, understanding His nature, understanding His character. Again, that salvation comes by grace. And again, all this is coming from His Word. This is the teaching. Right? Teaching to observe. That word to... A, again, multifaceted. I'm glad you said that. Is, you know, it's so layered. So teaching all these things and taking all these things collectively... All right? To observe, that word observe means to keep on, to guard, to watch over. Really means to obey, is, is what it means. So, we teach to obey. We learn to obey. In this verse, Jesus is actually saying the disciple is to be both the hearer and the doer. Matthew 7.24 Everyone then who hears these words of mine... And does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Amen. So there's application. A disciple, again, has the desire, wants to do the will of the Lord. Yeah, we have a sin nature and we struggle. And sometimes the sin nature wins. But then we should be remorseful. And we should confess and ask, repent and ask God for forgiveness. Because if we're not feeling remorseful, if we're not feeling guilty, then there's something wrong. Because my desire has to be to do the Lord's will. And in the making of disciples, we, the church, right, are to teach disciples also not only the word and everything I mentioned, but also to do, to obey the instructions of our master. And as the disciple is taught about God and his word, he learns. But, again... We must also learn to apply it to our lives. So, this is, and in and, and, and this great commission, this isn't the first time we have this commission, right? In God's Word. We actually read it in Genesis, in, cha- in chapter 1, verse 28. What was the instruction to Adam and Eve? God blessed them, and God said to them, What? Okay, that does have to do with procreation, but also takes into consideration is multiplication, is duplication. All right? So it's nothing new. If, if they were going to be fruitful and multiply, they had to disciple their kids, didn't they? So, right. So it's right there from the beginning. We have to be careful. At least I, I, I caught this myself. I have to be careful. I have to ask myself the question and, and you've heard me say this before is is my obedience basically an action or a response mm. now I get it there's times we have to react in, in a moment okay but is am I, am I doing the Lord's will am I delighting in the Lord uh, with my life am I delighting in the Lord with my wife with my children with my finances, with my job? Or am I just kind of going, I find myself sometimes just going through the motions. So I need to keep myself in check. You know, uh, if it's just, you know, dotting I's and crossing T's, going through the motions, doing or doing what I'm told, really that's not the work of a disciple. Right? But it's a work that's done in my flesh. If my obedience 
is in response to what God has done for me, in response to who God is, well then, this is the, the, a desire then that I have to please my master. Right? First John 4.19, right? We love because he first loved us. Right? There's a lot of translations. Translate, we love him because he first loved us. Amen? It almost, you know, sometimes we try, it's almost like you don't want to, you don't want to love God for what he did, but, but you have to. Because it's who he is. It's, it's like, you know, I don't want to just love God for what he did to me. I want to love him for who he is. That he's perfect. That he's uncreated. That he knew everything before the foundations of the world. This is my father. That is, should be our desire. For the disciple, for us to be learning how to apply God's instructions to our lives correctly happens when we're around other believers. Amen? Nobody agrees. Okay. Uh, when we're around each other. Have, you know, maybe ask yourself, who do I want to imitate as they imitate Christ? You know, who do I see as a good example? Like I said before, Maybe it's a weakness I have, and God's showing me that weakness, but I, there's someone in, in the body or someone in my life that's a believer that handles that well. All right? It might be compassion, it might be kindness, it might be hospitality, just something, whatever, whatever it might be that we're called to do, that, that we feel we're, we need some work on. Well, is there someone that I can watch or someone I can come alongside or ask them to show me. And we need to ask, uh, we need to pray for that, for God to put someone like that in our lives, for, for God to direct me towards that person. Make, again, making disciples is a process, again, that's, that's, I'd like to say, initiated by coming regularly on Sunday in Bible studies. As I said earlier, discipleship involves face-to-face, it involves personal time, spending time with one another, inviting people for coffee, to go for dinner, to get a burger, to go to a game, whatever it might be, but to spend time together outside of these four walls because just coming here ain't going to do it. Listening to pastor, listening to Sunday school, even participating in it, but until we start to develop relationships. I know like, like Sharon and I, when we started coming, you know, we had two young kids, we looked for other families that had kids around the same age, so you try and, you know, make those avenues. All right? and, and, and you learn from each other. And you grow together as families. 1 John 4.20 If anyone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. Basically, if I love God, I will love my brother. And if I love God, and if I'm going to love my brother, I need to have those types of relationships. I mean, we, we, we need to invest that time. It's an investment. It's a sacrifice, but it's an investment. There's a return. Right? There's a definite return on that. Just look at Paul. Paul. Paul had Barnabas speaking into his life, and then he's speaking into Timothy and Titus. So it's, it's a whole, it's like a chain. All right? it's, it's, it's something that we see it in Scripture. We see the, the example 
in Scripture. Again, Jesus discipling his, the disciples and then telling them to make more disciples, to go and make, make more disciples. Well, how does that happen? It's, it's, all, it's all a circle. It's not just evangelism or proclaiming. It's not just teaching. It's not just make, That's part of making the disciples. You make the disciples to make disciples that go out, share the gospel, and people come into the body of Christ, they get baptized, and then they grow in disciples and make more. You see what I'm saying? It's just a circle. It just keeps happening. It's not just one. One thing. The church, again, the church is to carry out the Great Commission in, in making disciples. Disciples are then taught to observe Jesus' teaching and then uh, live them out. Turning your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 4, please. We'll close with this. Well, almost close. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 to 14. Mike, could you nice and loudly please read that? And he gave some as apostles, and some as prophets, and some as evangelists, and some as pastors and teachers, for the equipping of the saints for the work of service, for the building up of the body of Christ, until we all attain to the unity of the faith, and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a mature man, to the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ. How, where am I going to write? I'm sorry. 14, please. As a result, we are no longer to be children crossed here and there by ways and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, by craftiness in deceitful scheme. Amen. Thank you. So again, this is, this is a model for the ministry of the church. We talk about fulfilling the Great Commission. Paul writes, and he gave some to be apostles, to be prophets, to be evangelists, to be shepherds and teachers. Why? What does it say in verse 12? All those work together in equipping the saints for the work of ministry. Again, it's not just one or the other. What's more important than the other? It all works together. And it's all involved within the local church. To equip the saints for the work of ministry. For the building up of the body of Christ. Again, that's in numbers, but that's also spiritually, that we be built up, that we would grow in the knowledge of God and who He is. Right? Because right after that, this is, this is what happens. Until we attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood. Right? So this, this is going to continue until when? Until Christ returns. Right? It's a simple formula. And it's multifaceted. It's never just one thing. I think, you know, we use this verse, all right, to, when we send missionaries, people call, and okay, that's right. We use that passage for that. We use it, okay, for evangel to say we need to evangelize. Oh, yeah, it, it, it's right for that too. Oh, wait, we've got to make disciples. Yeah, it, it's right for that. It's all, all those things work together. They all work together. People come in into the church. They become believers. They come into the church. They become discipled. They disciple others. People are gifted to evangelize. They go and share the gospel. They proclaim. All right? 
This is, this is all about church planting too. You know, and there's churches, there's churches that don't have a Sunday school. There's churches that don't have a Bible study. They have Sunday worship, Sunday service, and worship. And then they might have a community group or whatever they, you know, call it. There's a lot of churches that have gone that route. Now that seems real convenient given the lifestyle today. That sounds pretty good. You know, I just got to come in the church for an hour and then maybe I can do a community group during the week where we can meet at a restaurant or a diner or whatever. You get, you get the idea. That's not the Great Commission. No, the Great Commission is to teach the Word of God that people would observe it, that they would live it out, and that more people would come to faith and that the church would grow. Right? It's, again, we're told to go to all nations, all ethnic groups. And if I, if I could just say everything I've said in, in, in one, one way, Pastor mentioned this term last week, ambassadors. Okay? Being ambassadors. Ephesians 6, 18-21. Paul writes, Praying at all times in the Spirit, with all prayer and supplication, to that, to that end keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints and also for me, that words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel, for which I am ambas- an ambassador in chains, that I may declare it boldly and I ought to speak. He's in prison. He's confined with space. But he's still living, at, living it out. He's talking about it. He's living it out. 2 Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has, has come. Continuing. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. God making his appeal through us. Through you, through me. Paul says, we implore you on the behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. So yes, it's about going to another country. Yes, it's about uh, going to your neighbor, to your worker. It's Again, to make it simple is, Lord... Have your way with me today. If, if we start the day that way and we're sincere, that we want God's will for us, just follow Him the rest of the way. Because in, in my speech and in my actions is where I testify the gospel. Also, the gospel. It's, it's yes with words, but it's also in action. We need to live it out. We need to live it out to, to encourage one another to show one another that we would be, we would grow in a relationship with the Lord. So again, ba- ambassadors for Christ everywhere, right? Look where Paul was. He was in prison. Ambassadors for Christ every day. And just the simple prayer, if we can remember, sounds easy, but it's, at least it's hard for me, that my first prayer of the day be, Lord, have your way with me. I surrender to you. Have your way with me today. Just to bring ourselves into that 
that, that mode, you know, to, that, that, I, that I would acknowledge at that moment who God is, first, first thing in the day. If, if we start that way and we, and we continue to, to learn and observe, it just takes care of itself. It's, just, it's, it's a natural thing that happens. But it does involve the church. It's not just a missionary. It's, it's, it's the body of Christ. Amen? Any uh, questions, comments, criticisms? I'm open. Correction? <laughs> I, I gotta, 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 gotta lead by example, right? I don't think you're Kurt. <laughs> I can be, trust me. You think I'm Barnabas, yeah. Yeah. All right, so, yes, DJ. I heard something really interesting last night. We were doing a, a reading plan, and it's all about the Sea of Galilee, and they were talking, he was talking about rabbis and about the way the people saw rabbis. He had a little quote from one of the uh, people that he had been studying that said they wanted to be clothed in the dust of their rabbi's feet. And um, I'm listening to this and thinking that's what discipleship is to be. That you're so, they, the idea was that they were so close, walking so close behind mm. the rabbi that the dust from his sandal would cover them. And this is what we want as disciples and disciplers right. is that people would desire Christ that they would desire. Where, what was he doing while he was here on earth? He was going into marketplaces. He was going into other people's homes. He was teaching as he walked along the way. He was pointing out things in a very natural way. It was just, there it is. Okay, let's point this out. And it was things that, it, so it was, he was just living. Amen. And people, the idea was he chose 12 guys to walk close behind him. And that's what we want to do as disciplers. We want them to desire to walk right behind Christ. That's right. That's that's the goal. That's the goal for us. And that, you know, if we're if we're in the body of Christ, that should, again should be a natural thing that happens. Um, and if 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 my desire for the Lord isn't what I think it should be or what God is telling me it should be, and I need to spend more time with God in His Word and, and prayer. You know, it, it's good to learn about biblical doctrine and, and that it's, it's important. But spend time, even if it's on one verse. It's a verse that you, you, you glaze over all the time. John 3.16, just, just stop and think about that. And, and park there and, begin, and, 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 and let the Spirit of God you know, speak to you. You know, the, the depth of that, the richness of that. And, 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 and that's how our desire grows. How does our, you know, for, for those of us that are married, how, does, how, did, how did our desire grow for our spouse? By spending time together. By getting to know them. And even as we continue in marriage, 20, 30 years or more, we still spend time. We still, you know, I kid around, I say, it seems like it's getting more difficult now. Like Sharon and I, when we talk sometimes, it's just, you know, but anyway. That's, that's, that's for uh, Saturday night couples. <laughs> let's, let's close in prayer and we can continue to fellowship. My Father, my God, thank you so much, Lord, for um, 
given me this opportunity, Lord God, to have uh, a better understanding, Lord. I know I still have to learn, but a better understanding than before I started, Lord God, of, of your command in this passage, dear Lord. Uh, thank you, Lord God, that you do make it simple. Uh, forgive us uh, for complicating it, Lord God, and help us, Lord God, to to see it for what it truly is, Lord God, and that is the building of your kingdom. Lord, again, if we just come to you and, and, and simply have your way with me, Lord God, in the building of your kingdom, Lord God, uh, if we would be sincere in that, and that would be our desire, you are faithful, Lord God, to direct our steps, Lord. So thank you uh, for that. Uh, we pray for the service as we go to that, Lord. We pray, we lift up our pastor, Lord, to you and what you've placed on his heart. We pray that you give him a clear voice, Lord God. Continue preparing our minds, our hearts to receive, Lord God, that we would anticipate, Lord God, hearing from you today, Lord God, and that we not leave a, a note paper in our Bible or some knowledge in our mind, but it, that, that, that your truth would find its way to our hearts. Lord God, and that we would live it out uh, as, as we talk today, Lord God, that we would be both hearers and doers, Lord God, to bring you all honor and glory. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. amen.